the National Institutes of Health is funding access to puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for children, despite evidence showing that these things lead to permanent sterility for these children throughout their lives. This is being reported by Spencer Lindquist, who has done a lot of work to uncover the facts of this absolutely stunning and tragic story. And he is here today to explain what's really going on. This collusion between big government, these pharmaceutical companies, major corporations to push an ideology from which they are profiting. Also, we will talk about big tech, specifically Amazon, spying on people and then punishing them based on what they say, or in the case that we're talking about today, based on what they didn't actually say. And then speaking of Big Brother, we've got the FBI trying to appeal to Taylor Swift fans. What in the world is going on guys this episode is brought to you by our friends at good ranchers go to goodranchers.com use code ally at checkout that's goodranchers.com code ally All right, y'all, before we get into the first part of our episode with Spencer, the journalist from The Daily Wire, uh, just a couple things. If you love this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. That helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate it. Your positive reviews are just so encouraging for our entire team. Also, just because I'm wearing it today, um, and I will mention this in the episode, too, in the middle of the episode, I've got my Do the Next Right Thing shirt on. Do the next right thing. And then on the back, it says what we always say, which is do the next right thing in faith with excellence and for the glory of God. I didn't even get to remind you guys of that on Monday as I typically do, but just a reminder that that is sufficient. That is enough in every moment, whether you are lost, confused, scared, happy, up high on the highest peak, down low in the lowest valley, completely befuddled by your current situation. All you can do, all we ever can do is the next right thing in faith with excellence and for the glory of God. That's we've added something to a famous Elizabeth Elliot um, quote that she had written and said many times. So you can go to AllieMerch.com. We've got these shirts, lots of other amazing merch too. Uh, Related bros. We also have shirts for you. I know this might be, I don't know, you might think that this is a feminine color, but I, I mean, it could work for a bro for sure. It's the yellow and then you've got the like lavender purple, but we have black and white. We have the off-white and black as well. And uh, so go to AllieMerch.com. You can get your stuff there. Also related bros, like your wife wants wants some relatable merch. She does. So if her birthday is coming up or just because you want to show her that you love her, get her some relatable merch. She will be so excited. And I love this shirt. I wear it. Um, I wear it all the time. All right. If you haven't listened to the past two days of interviews, please do really fascinating yesterday. I know it was tough to get through. Like I heard from a lot of you, like the interview was hard. It was hard to get through because your story is just so gut wrenching, but gosh, I think it's so important, so important for us to highlight what is going on in the reproductive industry. I mean, that's kind of part of, again, what we're talking about today, the medical industry and big government and big media and big tech all coming together to push ideas or push movements that are very often very detrimental to the people that get wrapped up in them or who get swept up in 
the uh, emotionalism of it, and then, of course, consequences for children. So go back, listen to yesterday's episode, share yesterday's episode, too. Um, All right, before we get into this conversation with Spencer, he's got a lot of incredible, stunning facts for us from his reporting. Let me tell you about our first sponsor for the day, and that is Eden Pure. These are air purifiers that get they plug right into your wall. Their thunderstorm plugs right into the wall, and it sucks out the uh, bad odors, the bacteria, the viruses in your air, so your air feels clean and it smells fresh and it doesn't have all of those things that you don't want to be breathing in. Um, it makes sure that, uh, all of that stuff is hanging on in the air, whether it's in your home or you can travel with it. Like you can stick it in the wall in a musty hotel room and you can make sure that the air that you're breathing is actually clean right now. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code Allie at checkout for the discount. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Allie. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Allie. Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. So you published a story a couple days ago that I saw circulating on Twitter. NIH funds study on puberty blockers, hormones on youth, despite risk of sterilization. So what is going on here? If it's just research, what's the problem? So this is an interesting case out of uh, the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. We obtained these documents from Parents Defending Education, uh, and it shows the potential risks and side effects of puberty blockers and hormone therapy. Um, And it states in no uncertain terms that one of the potential risks is sterilization. It states that if a child does not go through puberty and then progresses on to uh, hormone therapy, that uh, children will never develop sperm or their Uh, They will never have healthy eggs that are capable of being fertilized. Uh, So the NIH is is funding a study at this hospital all about the uh, efficacy, the potential risks of these treatments. Um, But meanwhile, we know the risks, and the risks are, are present in these forms that we've obtained. Wow. And so here's something that it says um, that one of the parental consent or guardian consent forms says at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Um, It's titled Puberty Blockers for Minors in Early Adolescence. It says this clearly, if your child starts puberty blockers in the earliest stages of puberty and then goes on to gender affirming hormones, of course, that means cross sex hormones, they will not develop sperm or eggs. This means that they will not be able to have biological children. And you also report uh, that the data shows that 98% of kids who go on puberty blockers do end up on cross-sex hormones and so therefore will be rendered sterile, right? That's exactly right. We know that the available data right now says that the vast majority, like you said, some of these studies have found 98% of children who go on puberty blockers end up also going on these cross-sex hormone therapies. Um, and we know that that combination, uh, as, is, as it has been admitted by the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, we know that that combination results oftentimes in sterilization. Uh, we also had a recent original report here at the Daily Wire from the University of Virginia Medical Center. A very similar situation transpired there where these consent forms specifically highlighted the risk of sterilization. So this is not an isolated case. Uh, And we know that this is a present danger uh, that we are currently aware of. 
And the federal government under Biden's direction is funding some of this stuff. That's right. Uh, the NIH is funding a, a wide array of different uh, different studies focused on transgenderism, particularly transgenderism in youth. Uh, we also uncovered a $3.26 million grant from the NIH to the Boston Children's Hospital. And it was all about, quote, expanding access uh, to these, what they call gender affirming care. Now, the entire idea behind this was to expand the workforce of, of those who provide this type of, uh, again, what they call gender-affirming care. Um, but it specifically was looking at those who are what they call TGD youth, that's transgender and gender-diverse youth, which it defined as those between the ages of 13 to 24. And we hear, we've heard from specifically Rachel Levine, but we hear from activists, we hear from those in the medical community, even American Academy of Pediatrics, that this stuff is life-saving for kids who claim that they have gender dysphoria or who have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, um, that they need puberty blockers, they need these cross-sex hormones, that even if it renders them infertile, it's worth it because it saves them from suicide. Transgender Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine said that the Biden administration gives its, quote, highest support to the transition of minors, and that this is actually important for their mental health. When you were researching this, uh, did you find any data that supported that assertion that these kinds of procedures or these kinds of medical prescriptions are saving kids from suicide? We didn't come across that data, uh, but like, like you stated, that is exactly how these grants are justified. That is the, um, the alleged necessity behind these grants. This uh, transgender health guide, that's what they're calling this $3.26 million NIH-backed program. And they're specifically saying that this exists to address these mental health disparities that are experienced by youth who identify as transgender or non-binary. But we actually saw in one recent NIH-backed study uh, that there were two, two uh, individuals who actually ended up committing suicide. Uh, we haven't found out much about the details surrounding their deaths. We know that at least 11 others uh, were reported to experience suicidal ideation. Uh, now, this sparked some outrage from various different senators who wrote a letter to the NIH. Um, but we keep hearing this claim that this is integral to the health, to the safety. It's, it's a medical necessity for these children. Uh, and that is exactly how they justify these grants. Yeah, so it says, your reporting says that Republican members of Congress responded to the two suicide deaths that you just listed with a letter to NIH Acting Director Lawrence Tabak, uh, citing grave concerns about the study while also pointing out that the researchers admitted that they were not able to properly establish causality between the administration of cross-sex hormones and improved psychosocial functioning because their study lacked a control group. And honestly, I, have, I haven't seen either in this research, in your article, or in any other journalism that I've seen, um, any data, any support to that claim that it's important for the federal government to back the sterilization of children for their mental health and to prevent suicide. Um, this is an assertion, as you said, that is being made, but as far as I know, it's not backed by any fact. So I, I know that you're just dealing with 
the facts of the case. And so I don't want to ask for you to editorialize or ask your opinion, but just based on what you know, what does it seem like is, is motivating this? Is it just ideological? Is there something else going on that you can see? I mean, why would they support a mission like this that seems to be exclusively detrimental to young people? Well, this is a very interesting topic, and of course, it's a, it's extremely multifaceted, but we did recently cover uh, a different story that does point to some of the motivations behind transgenderism, and not just as a social movement, uh, but the actual profit that, that pharmaceutical companies make. Uh, now, this all hinges around the Gender Cool Project, and as the name suggests, it's all about making transgenderism cool, particularly making transgenderism cool for youth. So the organization, what they do is they take young children uh, who identify as transgender and they get them these uh, very high profile media interviews. They've been in Teen Vogue, ABC, uh, USA Today, The New York Times, Washington Post. One of their activists even spoke at the White House. They also distribute books called A Kid's Guide to Being, uh, A Kid's Book About Being Transgender. And they've got another one that focuses on the non-binary identity. Uh, this is an interesting organization, but it gets a lot more interesting when you look at who backs the group. Uh, the most recent IRS tax filings uh, for the year 2021 showed that the organization had roughly 1.3, just under $1.3 million at its disposal. They have a long list of corporate backers, but one that we found particularly interesting was Pfizer. Now, Pfizer, of course, it's mm -hmm. a, a pharmaceutical titan. And when you look into the products that Pfizer makes, we identified at least five different products, five different drugs that are used in these sex change attempts. They make drugs that are used as puberty blockers, drugs that are used as masculinizing hormones, drugs that are used as feminizing hormones. They've got an anti-androgen blocker. So this shows this very, very interesting dynamic where it isn't just being uh, accelerated or pushed socially or in the media, but it is being done with the explicit financial backing of Big Pharma. All right, a pause to tell you guys about Bambi. So Bambi is perfect for small business owners. If you own a business, you know how difficult HR issues can be. You could spend every day of every week just on HR stuff, just on the compliance, on the onboarding, on the terminations, all of that. And you didn't start a business to manage your HR issues every day. And yet you probably can't afford to hire a full-time HR manager, those salaries are like seventy-five dollars to $85,000 a year. But you also can't allow these HR issues to just go by the wayside because they can kill your business. So that's why you need Bambi. This is a very affordable, easy service for you to be able to get HR management. They've got dedicated HR managers. They're a U.S.-based person dedicated to your business, giving you access to the HR expertise and personal touch you need. So they're available by phone, email, real-time chat. They can do onboarding terminations. They make sure all these things run smoothly, that team members are reaching peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. They just take that off your plate, and it's only $99 a month. $99 a month, really, really great deal. Go to Bambi.com, type in Relatable under podcast. It helps the show when you do that. Go to Bambi.com, type in relatable. Bambi.com, type relatable. So just to break this down, because you reported on this 
on July 6th for the Daily Wire, Pfizer-sponsored group pushing child transgenders and profits from puberty blockers hormone therapy. So this gender cool project, which is, as you said, trying to make transgenderism cool specifically for children is being backed by a a lot of big corporations, but specifically Pfizer. So Pfizer is supporting this organization, this movement to normalize child transition so that it would seem, this is my assessment, they can profit from the products that are being used to facilitate child uh, transition. You mentioned um, uh, Depo-Estradol, which is estrogen. Um, al, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce all of these. Uh, aldictone, which, an, which is an androgen blocker. Uh, Depo-Provera, Depo-Testosterone, Cineril. Um, It's a nasal spray and has been suggested as an alternative to injections. And so um, they are potentially profiting from this sponsorship and with deep pockets like these pharmaceutical companies do. I mean, it's hard to imagine how we can go up against a behemoth like this. You're talking about major corporations. You're talking about big government. You're talking about the pharmaceutical companies. You're talking about these major hospitals, the entire medical industrial complex is now infiltrating curriculum in schools, groups in schools. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine how regular people can push back against something like this. Do you see within these um, entities, within the medical community, did you find any pushback, any whistleblower, someone sounding the alarm saying everything that's happening within this is not okay? There certainly is some degree of pushback. We've spoken with Do No Harm. It's a nonprofit organization, and it's dedicated to uh, combating what you might refer to as critical race theory and gender theory in uh, the medical field. So we've heard some pushback from them. Uh, they, they have spoken out, um, and we published some of their statements where they oppose this type of um, uh, this, this aspect of the medical industry. Uh, this is also it gets a lot more interesting, as you were saying, this is this very, very wide, far-reaching web, and that's something that we did find specifically in this story. Pfizer, of course, was uh, perhaps the most notable company backing this, but it wasn't the only big pharma company that was backing the Gender Cool Project. There is also AbbVie Pharmaceuticals, which creates Lupron Depot. That's a, a puberty blocker, um, and it's actually a drug that's been used to chemically castrate sex offenders, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Um, and then we also have Bayer, which uh, also creates drugs that are used uh, to manipulate the hormones of individuals who are trying to change their sex. So it certainly does pose this interesting question when we are seeing uh, such a wide-reaching attempt from Big Pharma to understand gender and sexuality. Right. And man, it's connected to so many other things as well, because they're creating not just patients for a little while while these children are supposed to be going through puberty or in adolescence. I mean, when you're talking about um, halting or stopping entirely the reproductive capacity of a person, if that person then wants to somehow parent a child, they then have to go back to the medical industrial complex and find typically some kind of technological or medical way to do that. And this not going through puberty alone creates lifelong health issues for people. So they're making lifelong 
patients dependent upon the pharmaceutical companies. And so they have every profit interest to keep pushing this. And then, of course, again, big media, big government, they all work together and kids are being placed on the altar of adults' narcissistic pursuits, which is really sad. Um, but I'm thankful to you. I'm very thankful to you for uncovering this. Uh, is there anything else, like anything else that stuck out to you in your supporting or in your reporting that you think that people really need to make sure that they know? Well, it's worth highlighting that last point that you made about the lifelong nature of these procedures and these interventions. That's something that uh, the folks over at Do No Harm pointed out to us, that you're essentially getting people hooked onto, in their words, uh, you know, a medical subscription service, right? So if you have a child who starts out on puberty blockers when they're 12 or 13, uh, they need those blockers uh, through the rest of the duration of their puberty. Uh, and those hormones, you know, that's not something that you just take once. That's that's something that is taken monthly or on a, a semi-annual basis. Um, so it, it is worth reiterating. It is worth reiterating exactly that point that you made, uh, where. Big Pharma does have a vested interest, not only in pushing it socially, uh, but in profiting from this, this long-term, uh, these long-term medical interventions. Yes. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your reporting. I really appreciate it. And thanks for taking the time to come on and explain everything today. Thank you very much for having me on. Right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I, much, I mean, as much as you can enjoy hearing about a subject like that, but it's so important, actual journalists doing actual journalism to uncover the powers that be and how they're all working together to push such a harmful ideology. I know it might feel like, I know it might feel like you are powerless in the face of something like that, like it's too big for you to conquer. But really, the only thing that you can do is the next right thing. And you never know what flap of the butterfly wing you are. You never know what ripple you are. You never know what impact and effect you can have by speaking and living the truth in your own family, in your own community. If the only thing that you can do is simply disciple your children in the truth and affirm to them that which God says is good and right and true, that is sufficient. And then if God allows you to do the same thing in your school, within your friend group, um, within your community, maybe even on a larger level than that, then he can bless you with that kind of platform, but never take for granted your ability to fight back against the darkness by simply doing the next right thing in faith with excellence and for the glory of God. All right, before we get into the rest of the episode, let me tell you about the first sponsor for the day. And that is, or uh, the next sponsor for the day, and that is Adele Natural Cosmetics. Okay, you guys know how much I love Adele. Actually, right now, I am... Um, I'm remote, so I don't have someone professionally doing my makeup. I'm wearing my Adele Natural Cosmetics foundation right now, which I love. It's lightweight, just like all of their products. It is completely toxin-free. It is uh, made only from natural ingredients that are actually really good for your body and for your skin. And I love how much coverage it gives, too. I mean, I've got my ring light and everything, but it really does make my skin look smooth. I use all of their products, their daily cleanser, their moisturizer, every day. Truly love Adele, and I love what they stand for. They're Christians, they're pro-life. This is a company that you absolutely want to get your skincare products from. So go to AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. You can use 
use code Allie at checkout for 25% off your first order. AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. Enter code Allie for 25% off your first order. AdeleNaturalCosmetics.com. Code Allie. So here's a kind of random story that I saw circulating on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and I sent it to my team, and I was like, I want to talk about this at some point because I don't see this going viral. I don't see everyone discussing it. And yet I think it speaks to some really important and kind of frightening issues, very frightening issues. And so uh, in our country today, like we were just talking about the collusion between the pharmaceutical companies and, uh, and big government, and then the media, they're all working together to push this kind of harmful and really physically, materially deleterious idea that you can switch genders. But it's not just gender ideology. It's really all progressive ideology that they are willing to employ every single power and resource that they have to enforce upon the public. Like you don't even, it doesn't even matter whether or not you have the first amendment. When you have corporations, when you have these major institutions that are willing to infringe upon your free speech or freedom to hold the ideas that you have really on behalf of the government. Um, So here's the story that I wanted to tell you guys about. This is uh, via a Medium article, and then it was picked up by the Daily Mail. Amazon devices turned off in a person's home after a quote-unquote racist remark. So this is the uh, this is a story that is being told by someone. So we're taking his account. We can take it as that. But there have been different reporters that have tried to verify these facts. And so just take it for what it is. This is a person telling something that he says happened to him. So Brandon Jackson, a software engineer and home automation enthusiast, wrote that the sequence of events began when an Amazon package was delivered to his house on Wednesday, May 24th. Everything seemed normal. The following day, however, he found that his Echo Show had signed out and he was unable to interact with all of his smart home devices. He thought that maybe someone hacked him and he got locked out, tried to change his password. Um, He was really confused, followed the advice of the Amazon app, dialed the customer service number, asked him what's going on. Representative said, hey, you should have received an email about this. And then he opened up his email. Sure enough, there was an email from an executive at Amazon. Um, He thought that this was probably a scam going on. I mean, this kind of sounds like a scam to get you to click on a link or to call a number and they're trying to extort you for money. Like if you want your Amazon devices uh, turned back on, you have to, you know, do this for us. And that's kind of what hackers do. But he connected with the executive and the executive apparently, according to him, asked him if he knew why his account had been locked. Uh, When he said no, their tones turned somewhat accusatory. Brandon was told that the driver who had delivered his package the previous day reported that he received a racist remark from his video doorbell. So Brandon said that this was confusing for several reasons. This was the accusation that he said um, someone high up at Amazon uh, uh, alleged 
And that was why they punished him to turn off his Amazon devices. So he was confused about this because he says he has multiple cameras recording everything on his property so he could verify the driver's claims. He and his family share the same race as most of the delivery drivers in this area. No one in his family was home at the time of delivery to have made those comments. So Brandon reviewed the footage and confirmed that no such comments had been made. The doorbell had issued an automated response. Excuse me, can I help you? The driver, who he says was walking away and wearing headphones, must have misinterpreted that message. Nevertheless, his Amazon account was locked the following day. So apparently the driver reported to Amazon, hey, like through their, I guess, ring doorbell, I heard them say something racist to me. He says that submitting video evidence from multiple angles right after his initial call with Amazon did very little. Like they weren't persuaded. They weren't assuaged at all. It wasn't until the following week that they decided to turn his Amazon devices uh, back on. Uh, he says that if a person paid for a device, they own it. They should be able to use it on their property if it doesn't hurt anyone else. After a decade of loyalty to Amazon and utilizing their systems in his home, Brandon is considering discontinuing, considering, he says, discontinuing his Amazon devices and cautioning others to do the same. Amazon told DailyMail.com this in a statement. We work hard to provide customers with great experiences while also ensuring drivers who deliver Amazon packages feel safe. In this case, we learned through our investigation that the customer did not act inappropriately and we're working directly with the customer to resolve their concerns while also looking at ways to prevent a similar situation situation from happening again. So they did this. They did this. They are saying Amazon, I mean, according to Daily Mail, an Amazon representative is saying to Daily Mail, yeah, we did that. This is ensuring our drivers are safe. So what if he had said something racist? What if he had said something that was caught on camera um, or caught on the recording that the driver interpreted as racist. Maybe it wasn't meant to be racist, but maybe it was some like, I don't know, the if the driver was black and the person in the home said like, hey, what are you doing here? I don't know. Don't steal packages or something like that. And the driver decided it was racist. Would that have been enough justification for Amazon to shut off the devices, shut off the uh, smart home features? of this person's house what in the world what like even if this person did say something completely egregious is that part of the terms of service for amazon's devices like think about all of amazon's devices that they own um they own a thermostat called the nest and so tell me in the middle of the summer if you have a ring doorbell which right amazon also owns ring um, if you have a ring doorbell and you're getting an Amazon package delivered and they claim the Amazon driver claims that they heard you say something, maybe it wasn't, maybe they said it's not racist. Maybe they said, you know what? This person said something transphobic. This person said something homophobic. They go to Amazon and Amazon says, you know, I'm not just going to shut off their echo. I'm going to make sure that they can't even control the temperature of their home in the middle of the summer. I mean, that is corporate tyranny. What in the world? I think we can just consider like what kind of consequences could possibly come from this. And there was uh, an interesting thing also reported by Daily Mail in 2018. Amazon came under fire uh, when thousands of Amazon Prime customers discovered that their accounts were deleted. They took to social media to figure out the issue. Amazon issued a statement to those customers complaining or explaining 
that accounts had violated Amazon's policies around posting reviews for commercial purposes. Amazon bans users from publishing reviews in exchange for things like discounts or gift cards. As part of Amazon's terms and conditions, it lists the firm can terminate your Prime membership at our discretion without notice. So that's the important part of that story, that they can just shut off your account for any, I mean, for any reason that they deem necessary, maybe it's somewhere in the fine print that, hey, if you say something through our devices, like through our ring devices, we can shut off your account, shut off your thermostat, maybe. Um, but that's really scary. So maybe we should think twice. Maybe we should think twice before handing over all of our stuff to these major corporations. And look, I'm someone who shops at Amazon. I try not to as much as I used to, but I have used Amazon for, you know, those things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, need this tomorrow or whatever it is. I need this quickly and I don't have time to go to the store. And so, I mean, we're all guilty of this and it's for the sake of convenience. And I'm preaching to the choir. There are a lot of things that I do for the sake of convenience where I'm probably supporting entities that hate me. Um, or that hate free speech anyway. And of course, someone's going to listen to this and be like, that's a justification for racism. You're saying that it's fine to say awful things to minorities. It has nothing to do with that. It has, it's, it's no justification for any, like, anything like that. Like, like, let's just think in principle just for a second. Like, would you like Amazon to be policing the words that you say in your own home and then punishing you based on the interpretation of things that you said or did not say? Does that sound good to you? That's what we're talking about here. It's very frightening, very frightening. All of those dystopian movies and books that you've read, it's like we're living in them at least partly. So I just wanted to highlight that story. Again, maybe we think twice before we buy all of these devices. Like if you don't think that these companies will weaponize the private conversations that you have in your home against you when it's convenient for them, when it's politically convenient for them, when it's advantageous for their profits, you are kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. Uh, all right. I wanted to talk about, speaking of <laughs> big government, big brother and all that, I want to talk about this story with the FBI and Taylor Swift. What? But let me pause. Let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day. And that is Good Ranchers. All right. You guys know I love Good Ranchers. Just like Adele Natural Cosmetics, we use Good Ranchers every day. It's the only meat that we have in our house. We've got a freezer full of craft beef, better than organic chicken, seafood from Good Ranchers. And there's just a sense of security. Having a freezer full of ethically raised, sustainably sourced meat that's really high quality. And better yet, it is all from America, not just manufactured and packaged in America, but actually from livestock to your kitchen table. It is all American made meat. And the people who own Good Ranchers, they are awesome people. They're the kind of people that you want to support. Go ahead and subscribe. That protects you against the rising cost of meat in the grocery store because you'll lock in that price for a couple years. Get that box of meat to your front door every month on dry ice. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout for $30 off your order. GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. Okay, what is the government doing? Um... 
uh, Bree noticed, I think it's, this is maybe Bree's note. It might be the researcher's note. Just interesting that they actually spent time doing this, what we're about to talk about, instead of investigating the Bidens. Anything to get Gen Z on our side. Okay, so here's what's meant by that. This is via billboard. On Monday, July 10th, the FBI's Washington, D.C. field branch issued a mock Speak Now, Taylor's version, album cover reminiscent of the album art encouraging people to submit tips regarding possible criminal activity why 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 what does taylor swift have to do with this because if you don't know taylor swift released her own version of her speak now album so she could actually own the songs herself and that was released on spotify very nostalgic by the way like these were the songs that i listened to this and the fearless album when I got my license in high school and was driving, I had the CDs. That's how old we are. We millennials born in 1992. I had CDs, the Speak Now CD, the Fearless CD, um, just wonderful pieces of nostalgia. And so I quite enjoyed the album. I don't enjoy the FBI trying to recruit youngins <laughs> or trying to appeal to youngins using Taylor Swift. It's just weird. It's it, it gives very much how do you do my fellow kids vibes. In place of a real track list, we'll put the picture up, by the way, on YouTube. Uh, Speak Now FBI's version, that's terrifying in itself, includes nine song titles detailing what sort of offenses they're looking for. Terrorism, cybercrime, counterintelligence, civil rights, public corruption, weapons of mass destruction, organized crime, violent crime, and white collar crime. Okay, like what? Sure, I would like people to be whistleblowers where they see dangerous criminal activity going on. I still fail to see who was like, you know what? Like, you know what would be really good for us to capitalize on? You know, have you, Taylor Taylor Swift, and then the guy in charge is like, who? And they're like, Taylor Taylor Swift. She's got she's got her own album. Coming out today, and then the bureau chief is like, huh, album, what? I don't know who the bureau chief is. He could be 35 years old for all I know. But I picture him 75, and he doesn't know what Spotify is. Um, here's what FBI, the Washington field office says. Justice is better than revenge. You may not be Superman, but you can help the hashtag FBI protect the country if you have information about a federal crime. Speak now. And then it gives the number, and it gives the little ugly graphic so you'll see that the graphic it actually does look like taylor's version of the album here's the picture of the real taylor's version and so they just copied this and they did their did they did their own version very 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 funny very strange the fbi continues to be weird. The FBI, co uh, this is a funny headline. The FBI coaxes Taylor Swift fans into snitching with Speak Now spoof. You know, we have a resident Swifty on our team here at Relatable. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think of her differently now. I think of Brie differently. I see her in a different light because I need to know, like, I, okay, can I, can I trust you to help build these rundowns? I mean, what's uh, is she what i'm trying to say like is she being recruited by the fbi is she the target audience for something like this 
we already know that the federal government has a habit of kind of creating crimes for people whom they view problematic. And so I was just like, are they trying to appeal to Brie, our resident Swifty, with marketing like this? She hasn't told me whether or not it was effective for her. When I said this, she just kind of blew it off and made a joke. So just know, just just know, understand what's what's going on. By the way, um, did you guys see last night Tucker Carlson's interview with Andrew Tate? It was two hours long, all on Twitter. And so I did not watch the whole thing. I thought that I was halfway through it. And then I looked and I saw that I wasn't even a fourth of the way through it. So I don't know if I will finish that. I mean, I don't have, I am not an Andrew Tate fan. So I, but I was very interested to see the interview and listen to it and listen to the claims made about what he says the government is conspiring to do to him. And yeah, so I'm just interested in your take on that. Do you think that that's another example of big government and these major entities coming together and trying to collude against a person that they find problematic? Or do you think that these crimes are legit? These allegations are legit. I would just be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Um, okay, I have, let's see, I have one more thing to say. Yep, I got one more thing to say, and that is to tell you about the Family Leadership Summit. So the Family Leadership Summit is being hosted by Blaze Media and the Family Leader, which is a pro-family, pro-marriage, pro-life organization. It's the first presidential forum of the election season. All the Republican or most of the Republican candidates are going to be there. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, um, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, and some others. And it's going to be moderated by Tucker Carlson. Then you're going to get some awesome commentary from Glenn Beck and other Blaze TV hosts. I unfortunately won't be able to be there, but you should absolutely tune in. You can go to blazemediasummit.com, subscribe, use code SUMMIT for 30% off your subscription. So make sure to use that code for 30% off your subscription at uh, blazemediasummit.com. It's going to be great. I'll be watching. Won't be there, but we'll be watching. All right, that's all we had time for today. We will see you back here tomorrow.